This is the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, Episode 4. Today's topic is the winter blues. I'll be showing you some ways that you can keep yourself feeling more emotionally in balance this winter by using essential oils. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for showing up today and spending this time with me. My name is Liz Fulcher, and I'm your host. And wow, it's December 4th already. I can't believe it. It seems I was just mowing the lawn and now we're shoveling snow. In just a couple of weeks, 17 days to be exact, on December 21st, we will celebrate the winter solstice. And it's the shortest, darkest day of the year. You know, even though the days start getting longer from the 22nd, January and February seem endless, don't they? Life starts to feel like, um, you know, one long game of thrones where winter just lasts for two or three years. By the time I get to March, I'm so ready for spring. Well, in those long, cold and dark months over sort of December, January, February, some people experience a kind of depression called seasonal affected disorder. It's also known as SAD. Sometimes it's called the winter blues. There are a lot of biological factors involved in causing this emotional dive in winter, but the two main reasons are less sunlight and longer nights. Now, not everyone is affected, and many people just feel blah in the winter, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're depressed. When we have less sunlight, longer nights, our circadian rhythm gets completely goofed up. The circadian rhythm is our internal biological clock. That is your sense of waking up and going to sleep and waking up and going to sleep. That's why they always say keep a re- keep regular hours to keep your circadian rhythm regular. Well, this rhythm, this internal biological clock starts shifting into hibernation mode when we're, when we have more darkness, our body says, okay, time to slow down, time to hibernate, time to sleep. Secondly, the decrease in sunlight has a big effect on that rock star feel-good hormone in our brains called serotonin. We love serotonin. Serotonin is responsible for giving us a sense of well-being. It's the reason why people take antidepressants, SSRIs, which stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor, and in a nutshell, help keep more serotonin in your brain so you have a better sense of well-being. So what do the winter blues look like? What are some of the symptoms that people experience and manifest when they're actually having seasonal affected disorder? So you could simply feel less energetic. That's really one of the classic symptoms that people complain about, that they just have no energy. People generally want to sleep more when they are having the winter blues taking naps, going to bed early, not wanting to get up. I mean, who wants to get up when it's dark out? You might feel irritable, have less interest in hobbies, might have less interest in just being around other people. And 
I call it cocooning, where you just kind of want to stay home and sit on the couch and watch some TV and cover up with a blanket. And um, you just kind of want to hunker down and not go out. Another classic sign of winter blues or the seasonal affective disorder is the craving for carbohydrates. That becomes really real. You just want to start eating cookies and having popcorn and bowls of cereal and chips and pretzels. Craving for carbohydrates is classic in the winter. You know, your winter body just is not the same as your summer body. In summer, with the sunlight and the warmth, we naturally want to be out. We want to be moving and doing and producing. In winter, we naturally move slower and we turn inward. It's a normal response to a natural rhythm. I actually, I like to look at the four seasons as a metaphor for a 24-hour day. So looking at one day as a metaphor for four seasons, morning is spring, summer is daytime, Fall is evening, and winter is night. So we move about during the day, but come evening, our bodies start to produce hormones to make us sleepy, so we rest and restore our body and our mind, and you know, so we can get up and do it all again tomorrow. This is a rest cycle that happens every day. This is the circadian cycle. So winter as a season would be considered the evening of the year. And the same way we need our evenings and our nights to slow down and restore after, after the day, we need winter to slow down and restore after the other three seasons. Winter is the season of stillness. It's the time to rest and restore. Do not beat yourself up because you want to slow down. Listen to your body's innate wisdom. You know, look at, look at nature. Animals hibernate. Plants don't, well, most plants, and it depends where, but most plants don't produce leaves or buds because they're resting. And in fact, the process of new growth and regeneration for the spring, it's already started. It's already begun internally in the plants. You know, to everything, there is a season. We have to honor where we are in each season. It's okay to cocoon and slow down a little in the winter months. Unfortunately, society has trained us to go against our natural rhythms. You know, with the advent of electric light now technology, we're completely out of sync with our innate connection to nature and its natural cycles. And it's, of course, if you're in the city, it's even worse. There's just, it's like 24 hours a day, stimulation and lights and people are working and there's noise. It is very hard to listen to your own rhythm. You know, we, we force ourselves to perform at the same level 12 months a year. It's impossible. It's not sustainable to continue at the same pace month after month, year after year without having an episode of some kind of major imbalance, a meltdown, depression, exhaustion. It is no wonder that we get depressed in the winter because we don't slow the heck down. Okay, so I'll get off my soapbox now and get back to aromatherapy and essential oils, the reason we're here. So even the most vigilant and healthy of us can be prone to winter blues. Even if you're balanced and healthy and you allow yourself the rest, it's still easy to, you know, have the drop in serotonin and to feel blue. So I'm going to share now 
the essential oils that I personally have had the best results with in addressing the winter blues, both with myself and with my clients and students. Then after I've shared the essential oils and suggested methods of application, I'm also going to give you a list of other really helpful tips to get you through the winter with your sanity intact. Here's a suggestion. Um, when, after you've heard this podcast and you hear about the oils and so forth, you might want to make a winter blues kit. You know, when the time comes, you're ready because what happens is inertia sets in. You don't feel great, but you don't feel like doing anything about it either. So you may want to look ahead now for yourself. If there's someone in your home or in your life that you think, oh, every year they get so down in the winter. This year, I'm going to have my, my little kit ready for them. Okay. Let's move now on to the essential oils that I've chosen for the Winter Blues Busters. I'm going to share two groups of essential oils with you to make it easier to remember. And um, also because I think I like to enumerate. I, I noticed that I tend to enumerate and list and give bullet points a lot in this podcast. I'm guessing that's the teacher in me. And I think it's easy to get lost listening to a podcast. So I try to keep things in order by numbering and listing. Okay, the winter blues group number one are the citrus oils, which I'm sure comes to as no surprise to any of you who are familiar with essential oils. Specifically, lemon, lime, sweet orange, grapefruit, mandarin, and bergamot. And I do pronounce it bergamot. That was the way I learned to pronounce it when I first started this modality in Italy in 1991 and it's stuck. And that's sort of a hallmark of my students. You can, you know, they're my students when they pronounce it that way. If you say bergamot, that's fine. I think there are both pronunciations are just fine. So the citrus oils are always my first choice for addressing the darkness of winter, especially depression and that horrible, I don't want to, I don't want to get up off the couch. I don't want to go out. I don't, that lethargy that kind of can, can sink in at wintertime. The aroma of the citrus oils is so clean, refreshing, uplifting. They smell like sunshine. They're really the most cheerful little group of oils that you can own. One thing I really love about the citrus group of essential oils is that they're uplifting without being stimulating. So you can even use them at bedtime. Think for a minute about the citrus essential oils and how they grow. Orange and lemon and grapefruit. They're at the tops of the trees just soaking up the sunshine. And I feel that energetically, that really comes through with those essential oils. So whatever blends you decide to make to address winter blues, I'd always include one of the citrus oils. There's another reason that I favor the citrus oils in the winter. Not only are they uplifting and cheering, but they will give you a tremendous boost to your immune system. If you've ever heard the term psychoneuroimmunology, that's a good one. First of all, when you say it, you're going to sound really smart. Secondly, it's the science of the mind-body connection. This is really important. When we're stressed or depressed or exhausted, our immunity drops, making it easier to get sick. If you're chronically sad or depressed, chances are you're chronically unwell. In the show notes, I'm going to share a link on the PubMed website. Uh, it's an abstract of a study called the effects of citrus fragrance on immune function and depressive states. And you can read how the study shows the, the antidepressant and immune boosting benefits of the citrus oils. It's fascinating. I like it when I have some sort of empirical evidence that shows 
the efficacy of essential oils in a real clinical setting. It gives credibility to our work as aromatherapists. I think there are still plenty of people out there who feel that what we do or that we're all just wackadoos out there playing with oils and the candles and the scents at the mall and don't really understand the power of essential oils, the true plant medicine that it is. So what is the science behind this immune-boosting benefit of the citrus oils? In a word, it is a chemical compound called D-limonene. I've also heard this chemical component pronounced D-limonene. I say D-limonene. There's a lot of evidence from research that has shown significant immunostimulant effects of D-limonene. Basically, D-limonene is a molecule. And wherever that molecule shows up, there will be immune-boosting properties. It shows up a lot in the citrus oils. Most of the citruses contain high amounts, like 60% or more of delimonene. Grapefruit and orange happen to be the highest, but the others are not far behind. Now, in terms of the method of application of the citrus oils, my favorite way to use them is in a diffuser or room spray so I can fill the environment around me with their beautiful aroma, breathe it in, get the impact that way. I also really like to put them in a nasal inhaler. You would get a blank nasal inhaler and add the citrus essential oils to the wick, put it inside the inhaler. That way you can carry it around with you in case you need a quick sniff to brighten your mood. You can definitely use the citrus oils on your skin, but there are some safety precautions if you're going to do this. Some of the citrus oils create a skin reaction called photosensitivity. What that means is that the essential oils will react on the skin when exposed to ultraviolet light. That includes tanning beds and even the gentle winter sun. If you use them on your skin, say in a massage oil or added to a lotion, please be sure to dilute them well. And I will put a link in the show notes to a dilution chart. You are safe with sweet orange. Sweet orange is one that is not photo, does not have the phototoxic properties. You should always check out the properties of any essential oil you're going to use on your skin just to, to see what the safety features are. So the next group of oils I recommend are rich in a different kind of molecule. The essential oils that are rich in molecules from the ester family have a significant balancing action on the sympathetic nervous system. They are emotionally uplifting and blend beautifully with our friends from the citrus group. Okay, there are five oils that I would recommend you start with to address depression and irritability of the winter blues. They are lavender, clary sage, geranium, lang lang, and Siberian fir. There are many others, and so don't write to me and say, but Liz, what about jasmine and what about helichrysum and... Those are also high in the ester molecules and also super for depression and irritability. But I chose oils that I thought would be, first of all, affordable, easy to find, and that would really blend well with the citrus oils. I will put that list in the show notes in case you can't write it down right now. Now, as far as the methods of application for the oils in the ester family, I would say use them any way that is enjoyable to you. If you'd like to put them in a bath, if you receive a regular massage, you can make a blend. You can give them to your massage therapist to add to her oils. You can add them to a body lotion. You can use them in a diffuser. You can use them in a nasal inhaler. What else? You can use them in a bath. Did I already say that? You could add them to salts and put them in a salt bath. 
And finally, I have a list of other ways that you can be proactive and beat the winter blues in a natural way. The first thing I would recommend, you're not going to like it, but here it is, get some exercise. You know, being outside in the fresh air, first of all, you'll get more light, especially if you go outside and exercise when the sun is shining. But move around the house, um, you know, get a couple of, either join the gym if that's too much. See if you can just get, you know, those, what I have in my house is one of those little trampolines, mini trampolines, and it has a bar on it. And I will put on a podcast because as I mentioned in episode one, I'm a podcast junkie or a TV show or a book on tape that's dating myself, an audiobook, And I'll just jump, you know, and I might jump for five minutes or seven minutes and stop and kind of rest. And then I'll jump some more. It's a lot of fun. It's easy. It's right there in my living room. So that really does help to, to get the um, endorphins start to, to flow so that you feel better. So get some exercise, go for a walk, jump on a little trampoline. Um, I also have a rower, so I will sometimes row in the house. I am not a lover of exercise, but I really hate the way I feel in the winter when I, you know, when my serotonin drops. So I do make it a point to exercise a little bit. So exercise is number one. Number two is to get more light. You can buy a light box to help replicate natural sunlight. The box produces a light that mimics the sunshine, mimics the outdoor light, and it will help you adjust your sleep cycles. So you can use that for like a half an hour. Just sit in the morning when you're reading your newspaper. You shine it indirectly toward your eyes. And they're not that expensive. The Aromatic Wisdom Institute has an Amazon Associates account. So I'm going to put the links to light boxes in the show notes. If you do purchase your light box through that link, I will get a commission and it is not, does not increase the price for you in any way. So my little disclaimer there. And the, the last additional item is nutrition. You know, you really are what you eat, as corny as that sounds, garbage in, garbage out. Try to keep yourself really nourished with good, wholesome, organic food. Try to cut back on sugar, refined carbohydrates, and instead, you know, fill your belly with nutritious vegetables and fruits. If you need to look at it as medicine for your mind, food really will make a difference in how you feel and how you think. So that ends the primary portion of the podcast, which leaves us with our final little segment that I like to end with, and it's called Smell My Life. So in the Smell My Life segment of the podcast, I always like to share some sort of an authentic aromatic moment from my life in the previous week. Now, this past week, my grandson was visiting. It was the um, the weekend after Thanksgiving. We were sitting on the couch and he spilled his orange juice. So we jumped up and mopped it up. After a while, as we were sitting there, we both noticed that it did not smell good. And it was weird. My grandson said, Nana, it smells like pee. And I don't know if it was the acid from the orange juice, but I said, all right, we have to, I can't sit with this. So I got up and got a little bowl of warm water and I put some basil essential oil in it because basil is a strong smell. I like the smell and I scrubbed the uh, corner of the couch where the orange juice slash pea smell was coming from and voila, no more bad smell. It dried and um, it 
the smell completely disappeared. So that is it for this week's episode of the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. Thank you again for hanging around and, and spending this time with me. It means more to me than you know. I really appreciate your being here. Until next week, be well, have a great week, and I'll see you next Thursday. Thursday.